Our planet is dominated by that one blue feature, water. Over two-thirds of the Earth is covered by water. Yet there are vast areas where water is scarce. The American Southwest is one such place where water is a treasured and precious commodity. In the Old West, water law was based on the simple rule that whoever first used the water had the first claim to that water. They used the phrase, first in time, first in right. This is the introduction in the film at the Glen Canyon Dam Visitors Center. The dam is a hefty mass of humming gray concrete spanning deep canyon walls in northern Arizona. Behind it, the Colorado River has been retained in the reservoir known as Lake Powell. This is the infrastructure that shapes western water. No source in this arid region is left untapped. <laughs> um, I'm Nicole Horseherder. Um, the um, clan that's represented in this land that we're on right now is Chisha, which is Cherokee Apache clan. Less than 100 miles from the Glen Canyon Dam, the cinnamon-colored plateau of Black Mesa spans the hearts of the Hopi and Navajo nations. Nicole Horseherder is introducing her family land, while her husband, Marshall Johnson, and their children stand alongside her under a midday sun. The family was nomadic as even as early as my high school years. So this here is one of the seasonal camps that used to be here. So these, these two structures here are now permanent structures. But back then we lived in more temporary structures and sometimes even in tents. And my, we moved because my grandmother moved her her herd by season. A house in the midst of construction is in view adjacent to Nicole. It is full of remarkably colorful corn hanging from the ceiling. They grew it here using dryland farming techniques. About 20 years ago, I got done with school and I moved back here. We started to build here. And then we realized that the water sources that used to be here were no longer here. Since mining operations started 50 years ago, they depressurized this aquifer and um, depleted it from over excessive amount of water usage. All of Black Mesa's water comes from the Navajo aquifer. This place is rich in coal, and mining operations continue to use the aquifer heavily. Springs are dry where water once bubbled up from deep underground. For years now, the people of Black Mesa have been hauling water from community wells. We uh, rely on these hills and the valleys and moisture that it provides for us to, for us to be able to sustain ourselves. It is how we hold these lands holy and divine. The springs that Nicole's family brought their livestock to are dry. Mining continues to change this landscape that is relied upon and held holy by people here. So what did Nicole and Marshall do when they first discovered this? They began a grassroots movement. Beautiful Water Speaks, as it is known in English, was created to protect Black Mesa's groundwater. When we petitioned the Navajo Nation, we started working at a couple of different angles. One was a huge educational campaign where we went throughout the communities of Black Mesa to begin with and then beyond Black Mesa. 
and we went chapter to chapter and the chapter is kind of like a town hall and we would go anywhere anybody would listen to us. We were started talking about the plateau of Black Mesa, the geology and the hydrology. We would talk about the resources, the water and the coal. We would talk about why the way that the mining was happening, the mine operation was happening, and the water, the, the groundwater that was being used, we were talking about why that wasn't sustainable. The campaign remains focused on ending the pumping of the Navajo Aquifer by fossil fuel companies. After years of hard work, they were able to end slurry, a water-intensive method of transporting coal. There's only a few of us on horseback riding to try to lobby our legislators and educate our le legislators. Since 2005, this small group has continued to work educating the public. They have been involved with the creation of a sustainable economic development plan for the area, and they have watched one mine close. Yet even so, over a decade later, Nicole and Marshall continue to face significant adversity in their protection of the aquifer. That idea was to produce power here, supply it to Central Arizona Project, and then what that's going to do is push water from uh, the Colorado River uphill to Tucson. The power that they're going to use for uh, a Central Arizona project was then uh, going to be supplied by Navajo Generating Station. Navajo Generating Station sole supplier was a uh, Cayenta mine on Black Mesa. And then the water used for that mining operation is the Navajo sandstone aquifer. People here haul water so that the desert cities of Phoenix and Tucson can have green lawns. Infrastructure and opportunity have followed the flow of water away from Black Mesa. Marshall and Nicole are very aware of the inequality that shapes this region. We basically generate or we basically power the state of Arizona with low-cost energy and power. And I've said that, that there's uh, 53, 54 higher institutions, junior college on up, all in Phoenix and Tucson, while we only have one here. So there's a, there's a lot of things happening that we don't quite understand, but the main thing is they want to divert the resources from places like here where people are considered expendable and move them to places where they feel like um, they can profit in some way from it. These two have been able to create a life on Black Mesa that does not force them to choose between their wages and their water. They grow food, raise animals, use solar panels, and homeschool their children. The way they walk through the world and the choices they make stand in defiance to the abuse of their water and their community. Nicole and Marshall take heart in the success of movements for water protection and human rights that are growing in the face of adversity. I just think that all the movements for water and all the movement to finally, for the land and the elements of life, you know, for land, air, water, and energy, um, is just come full circle and was realized in North Dakota. And all those people that are holding it down there are getting that message out that, hey, water is life. And you have a choice between here's your cup of oil and here's your cup of water and which one do you want? And everyone is going to choose that cup of water.